You good? Yep. Hello and welcome to today's mini podcast from Coleman Had a Dream in our favourite football things series. Not quite sure how this, this falls under favourites. Somehow we're going to be talking about football villains and worse haircuts. <laughs> and, and I'm not sure if there's a connection, but maybe there is. <laughs> maybe the biggest football in shithouses do have the worst haircuts. I, I don't know if we're going to mention any people who kind of overlap uh, with with each other. But uh, but yeah, I think I can't ever forget. I don't know. I don't know it's my favourite. I would never do it. But I can't ever forget Ronaldo, original Ronaldo, having his whole head shaved for the World Cup in 2006, apart from like a weird little three-inch bit at the top of his head. Um, I just thought that was the weirdest and wackiest and probably stupidest haircut I think I've ever seen. I would agree with that. I think that definitely falls into the stupid category. He could he could get away with it, though, in fairness, couldn't he? He was fairly tidy with the football. Credit where it's due. <laughs> I mean, my, when I picture bad haircuts on footballers, I invariably go back to the appalling mullets of the, I suppose, about 1990. Chris Waddle seemed to manage to excel at having the most ridiculous mullets. Um, Mark Hughes and a few others. Um, gave him a run on that, uh, but that—that's what comes up in my head whenever I think of bad foot, bad footballing haircuts. Um, I think Chris Waddle may actually still have some sort of version of a mullet as well. Yeah, actually, you're probably right. Yeah. He also can't say penalty. He also says penalty, which really annoys me. <laughs> I thought this might end up into a bit of a weird one, and it already has gone that way. Um, I really remember Craig Bellamy going through a spell at Newcastle where I think he must have dyed it blonder than it was as well. And it was kind of long, came down just just to his shoulders, but then he also had like a ponytail as well as the longer hair. And uh, frankly, he just looked absolutely ridiculous with it. Um, But yeah, that was one of my, uh, that was on my list as well. My absolute favourite, though, is Carlos Valderrama, the Colombian player. Yeah. It has this mop. And he, he looked like Dougal. And if you don't know who... <laughs> <laughs> um, you said Carlos Valderrama, and then I lost you. Okay, I'll start again. Okay. So, my absolute favourite haircut, hairstyle, is undoubtedly, though... Carlos Valderrama, the Colombian player, has still this amazing head of bleached blonde, sort of spirally curls <laughs> in his hair. That en- he ended up looking like Dougal. <laughs> but again, being the player he was, he could he could uh, he could carry it off. Uh, but you you didn't miss him. And then also talking about players with bleached hair and this this is not a bad haircut this is actually a sort of compliment um i remember first seeing when ramsey had bleached his hair going into euro 16 and thinking oh god that's just like that's a waiting to happen basically the fact that he'd done that and I, in hindsight of course i love the fact that he had the confidence to do it and the that you know a self confidence to do it and knew that he would he would pull it off 
Uh, but I remember at the time thinking, oh, not sure about that. <laughs> that reminds me, actually, I think, was it, I forget what, was it, I think Euro 2000, when all of the Romanian team dyed their hair bleach blonde as well. Um, I do remember that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I just, Ramsey, I, I, I suppose he is, basically he is a very handsome man. I suppose he, he could pull it off. Um I also, I suppose you can't go far wrong thinking of the uh, of the Charlton kind of comb over as well, um, which I, th- oh, I, yes. I which, I'm, which, which I'm concerned that Gareth Bale is trying to do, but on an on an excessive level. Um, I'm, 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 led, <laughs> I'm led to believe there's not much beyond those locks, but uh, but there you go. I'm, who am I to who to, to question uh, to Gareth Bale? Um, having a mention of Craig Bellamy there does have a great crossover to favorite footballer shit houses and favorite uh favorite haircut i remember listening to rio ferdinand do an interview about him where he said when he was playing for west ham when bellamy was playing for west ham that man united beat them 5-1 one day and um bellamy was chirping at him the whole game because bellamy was the player who scored the one and he said it was so annoying because he was like an like an like he was like a wasp he just wouldn't leave you alone he would chip at you and chip at you and chip at you and chip at you and he just didn't care that his team were losing at that point he was just like i've scored like imagine how embarrassed you must be that i'm the one who scored the goal against you and i've got so much time for that sort of behavior and he just said he was a nightmare because he'd be chipping at you and you'd be thinking of your next response to tell him where to go. And before you'd had a chance to think about what you were going to do, he's already run off and made a run in behind you. It's like, shit, he's been waiting for this moment the whole game. I'm so annoyed. I've fallen for it. Um, and personally, I absolutely loved Craig Bellamy for stuff like that. I think that's wonderful. I think there's a difference, isn't there, between the players that are, are good slash great players and, and bring the needle and bring the bring that kind of edge and can somehow play, like you say, the sort of shithousery stuff um, whilst still being very good players. And and the the other style, that are just, they're just there to, like, stop people playing football. Yeah. You know, I would, I would put kind of Terry Yorris, actually, in that first category of being a very good footballer who, like, the dark arts, I know that's a bit of a cliche these days, um, but the the way he could mess up someone else's play <laughs> with a nudge or a push or a, a kind of well-timed tackle to the point where the referee wasn't going wasn't gonna to give you anything major, but you knew the other player felt it and was yeah. going to think twice next time through. Um, Graham Sooners had that capacity as well, actually, to be a very, very skilled player, but but just knock everybody else off their game as well somehow. Um, the worst actual, and I've been trying to look this up, I'm actually having trouble finding details on this one, so I hope I remember it right, um, was the worst I've seen is a foul in the 94 World Club, and it was on an American player and he was he was elbowed so hard so violently um, that that he, his skull was actually fractured oh yeah um, I just I wish I could I think I think 
the American player was um, Tabos, I think, and I'm trying to remember who who injured him, and I, I can't find details. But that's actually the worst the worst thing I've seen. And I remember the commentators at the time. Um, I can't even remember who it was. I don't know. Let's say it was probably Brian Moore. Actually, it might so much arguing with whoever his color commentator was about the severity of the injury and ironically it was the ex-footballer wish I could remember it was the ex-footballer that was like oh you know it just goes with the game and Brian Moore was like it's just not acceptable (laughs) it's just not football he's got Um, he's got a fractured skull mate he's got it turned out he had a fractured skull so that's actually the worst incident I've seen I think the worst incident I've seen on a football pitch, I was I was going to say lucky enough uh, is the wrong word, but I was unlucky enough to be at the game at St. James's Park where Kieran Dyer and Lee Bowyer ended up having a scrap on the pitch, which was when I was you know a bit younger and going to games, it was, it was difficult to get to Newcastle. It was expensive, didn't have much money. So you kind of, you, you went to a few away games, but the home games were you kind of once a season sort of trip. And to be able to kind of save my money and got up to the got up to the match and had a you know weekend away on the beer sort of thing, for the culmination of that to be these two absolute morons, you know, kicking lumps out of each other in the middle of a pitch with ripped shirts, they both got sent off. Um, and to make it worse, I don't know if anyone can remember this, but this was also the game where Stephen Taylor um, handballed a shot after the key, uh, someone had round Shea given. And he handled the shot that was going in and then pretended the ball had hit him square in the stomach and went over like he'd been shot to obviously then he, uh, he subsequently got red carded. So that was one of those moments where I was just like, oh, God. Um, but I think the biggest, the two other people I wanted to mention were David Batty because he was someone who was a, just an animal. He was just a nightmare. And apparently from all the things I've read and, and listened about him since, he sort of just didn't really like football that much. He just didn't really care. So there's the story that after the World Cup 98, when England have lost on penalties, um, everyone else is kind of head in hands and David Beckham is crying because he's been sent off and everyone's heartbroken because they've just been knocked out and there's absolute silence and kind of people are trying to console each other. David Batty by the time everyone has clapped the fans off the pitch and whatever, it's just, just, he's just not asked, And he's gone straight down the tunnel, got showered and got changed, and the lads are all coming in, consoling each other after, after losing the game to Argentina. And David Batty's already sat there in his, in, his, in his suit and is just kind of like, right, come on, lads, let's get on with it. I want to go home. Um, but he was just completely just kind of disconnected from it. But he was a great player for Newcastle and just a great player for every team he played for. Blackburn won the league and... But he was nasty. Like he would, he would not take any mess in. He was just an absolute animal of a player. Um, the last one I wanted to mention on a on a Wales perspective was Robbie Savage, because I feel like he's maybe not going to get much. It doesn't get much credit because he was so universally disliked by so many different clubs because he played for so many different clubs. But um, I loved him for Wales. He was the kind of player you just would not want to play against. And he had the, that's the point, he had a shit haircut as well while we're at it, at it. but, <laughs> um, but it, he was so, I felt like in that spell, in that qualifying spell for Euro 2004, he was so like efficient and he would definitely get people wound up and he got sent off once, you know, I think it was against Northern Ireland in the game afterwards, which he definitely didn't deserve, but um, he was 
so good at, at being that pain in the ass, and I kind of love to watch him buzz around and get stuck into people and wind people up. And I thought he was uh, he was a really important player for us at that time. Well, again, I will take the silence to mean that Ruth has <laughs> nothing else to add. Um, so there you go. There are our favourite haircuts and shit houses and villains, and uh, our favourite fractured skull story. All in one go. I think we did maybe find a little bit of overlap between haircuts and the and shithousery there somewhere. Exactly. And we I managed to, I was quite proud that I accidentally managed to tie it up perfectly at the end with Robbie Savage, who's a shit house with a shit haircut. So perfect, perfect work all round, I would say. Right, well there you go, ladies and gents. Thank you for listening. If you want to what I would really like for this one is I would love to see some pictures of some um shit haircuts. If you would like to send those to us on Twitter, that would be absolutely lovely, and I will post them to go along with the pod. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you tomorrow. Goodbye. <laughs>